Welcome to Front Office Bros. Today we're going to be talking about dynasty trade targets. We like to call this speed trading. How it works is we will review a player's value on keep, trade, cut, and then tell you whether we would trade for or trade away the player. With us today is a special guest making his first appearance on Front Office Pros, which is none other than Vignesh Doraswamy. Vig has recently become a part of the Football Guys staff and is a co-host on the Pretend GM show with Alfredo Brown. Vig, welcome and thanks so much for joining us today. Dude, thanks for having me. This is such a blast. Hut, hut, hike! Since Vig is a medical doctor by trade, he will be our resident doctor as we ask him for his sports medicine perspective on players who finished the season on IR last year and how it affects their dynasty value going forward. First up is running back Javante Williams. I know Joe will be very interested in what you have to say on here, Vig. Javante mm-hmm. Williams suffered a torn ACL, PCL, and LCL in early October. Based on keep trade cut values for Superflex leagues, a fair value for Javante Williams would be quarterback Jordan Love, running back Nick Chubb, wide receiver DJ Moore, and wide receiver Jerry Judy. So, Vig, how concerned are you with Williams' recovery from his injury? And based on those values, would you trade for or trade away running back Javante Williams? Joe. I'm sorry. You're not going to be very happy with me, but look, I think, (laughs) oh man. So I think here's the challenge. I think Javante Williams is going to be long-term quite fine. Um, But he had a pretty severe injury, hurt a lot of ligaments that are really important for stability. I think um, stability of the knee that is. And I think what a lot of us do is we like, oh, this person came back from an ACL. This person came back from like an ACL. So we always, when we talk about injuries, we have to think about what does the injury mean for that position? Like an ACL for running back, way, way more important, like a tight end or a a lineman or even a quarterback, right? They depend so much on that ability to like, to cut, to like generate speed. And some of those things just really get affected. Historically, um, running backs just don't do really, really well in that first year that they come back. Think about like Saquon, think about JK Dobbins. Um, uh, I think Matt Betts from the fantasy footballers uh, had a great article about running backs and, and ACL injuries. Uh, I think Williams will be fine. You just have to temper your expectations. I'm not saying he won't be great this year. He very well could be, but for him to be great this year would be a statistical outlier. And it's just the sort of thing that I don't want to take a huge gamble on. Um, if I have him on my roster and I don't think I'm a contender this year, I'm keeping him. Cause I think there's potential for him to be good this year, but next year I'm really, really excited for what he could be doing. Um, but if I'm not a contender this year and there is someone who's willing to bite, I might really be looking to trade away Javante Williams. Hmm. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I'm not that upset. I was actually, um, you know, hoping that the Broncos would not play Javante this year. Um, just because I did see, you know, what happened with JK Dobbins as he, you know, they tried to rush him back. He had to go through another procedure. Then even when he did come back last year, he just didn't look the same. Um, obviously he didn't have that breakaway speed. Um, as it kind of fizzled out on those long runs that he had. Um, but, you know, that is interesting that you said. I don't. I definitely, you know, have tempered my expectations. I see that they're expecting him ready for the start of the season now. So, um, but with these with these values, I think, you know, uh, you know, some of these guys, I'm I might be willing to. I'd want to uh, like trade for them. I think, you know, especially with dynasty. Um, Nick Chubb isn't getting any younger. I think I would, even though he's going to be really good, if you're not on a contending team, if you could trade him away and get Javante Williams back, I think you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, I agree. I just have to say like, that's the way to think about this sort of stuff. In my opinion, like if I'm not, if I'm not going to win this year or if I need to win this year, maybe sure. Right. Go ahead. Grab Nick Chubb. But, 
Um, if I'm not going to win this year, then I'm I'm fine just sitting and holding on to Javante or, or picking him up at cheap if someone else thinks he's cheap. But it's just hard. A lot of people just really value this guy pretty highly. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you guys. And I think when it comes to Dynasty, it does really determine, like, are you in a rebuilding mode or are you winning now? I kind of would want to take the gamble on Javante Williams. He's only 23 years old. I know he did suffer that that bad leg injury, so you may have to have him redshirt, if you will, for this season. And hopefully in future, you know, next, you know, the year after this, he starts to become Javante Williams of old. He'll only be 24 years old at that point. So to me, I would take the gamble. We don't know what's going to happen with DJ Moore in Chicago. I think he could be better, but who really knows? I think Jordan Love's value is just astronomically high in super flex oh. leagues. And then when it comes to Chubb, you know, does he have one year left in the tank? Maybe two. And then, you know, Joe, who knows about Jerry Judy, you know, subject to trade rumors. He's got a fifth year option, but will they even keep him on the team? So I would take the gamble and acquire Javante yeah. Williams. So you would even trade Jerry Judy for Javante? I would. Yeah, I would take the gamble. Oh, interesting. I think I could. Actually, that'd be interesting. I don't know if I would. If I could get like Jerry, if if I could get like something plus, you know, Javante plus something to trade away Jerry <laughs> Judy. But I don't have yeah. that situation right now. I don't have either one of those players, so I can't <laughs> test it out. <laughs> Next up is a very polarizing player in quarterback Trey Lance. Former first-round pick, suffered a broken fibula, tore his deltoid, and sesamoid, if I'm even saying that, they go tell me, ligaments. You got it his, right. Okay, <laughs> ligaments in his ankle in late September. Also recently, to my surprise, we've heard reports that Lance has been hampered by a hairline fracture on his throwing hand that he suffered during his rookie year that he's finally recovered, supposedly, uh, based on comments by head coach Kyle Shanahan. Based on keep trade cut values for Superflex leagues, a fair value for Trey Lance would be quarterback Geno Smith, running back Rashad White, running back Zach Charbonnet, and wide receiver Amari Cooper. So, Vig, how concerned are you with Lance's recovery from these injuries? And based on those values, would you trade for or trade away quarterback Trey Lance? Well, that's a good question. Um, from like, just let's just talk about the injury. I'm actually not that worried. He's had plenty of time. Uh, the fibula is not the major like load bearing bone. I mean, I'd, speaking from my own experience, I, I broke my fibula and had a high like ankle sprain slash ankle dislocation many years ago, and I actually came back. When I say many years ago, I was already like 30 at this point. And I came back and was able to play sports even better. And I didn't have access to the elite athleticism, the the sort of trainers, the support, the ther physical therapist, the rehab, the doctors that he has. I'm not worried about him at all from an injury standpoint. The hairline fracture thing was on his throwing hand finger, it looks like, and like didn't allow him to properly grip or bend the ball. So whatever he was doing, he was playing through not being able to get to his mechanics, it sounds like. Um, so it looks like that's going to be a thing of the past as well. I mean, the bigger question is really like, you know, what do you do if you are the if you are the 49ers and that really relatively crowded quarterback room? Um, so I think that's the, ch the the challenging question. I don't have a clear answer. It all depends on how, you know, how training camp and everything goes. But from an injury standpoint, I'm not really worried about Trey Lance anymore. I think that this is an injury that a quarterback can recover from very well, especially given how early it happened in the year last year. Um, but then Purdy did so well, right? This is really challenging. Uh, from a trade standpoint, though, I don't know. I think that, you know, 
in, in dynasty leagues, I'm often looking at two to three year windows. Y'all have heard of like, and maybe seen it yourself. People who are just like, oh yeah, you know, he's young, he's a prospect. I'm going to have this young squad. And they have these young squads forever that never win, right? You're always keep maintaining this really young roster and you maybe get to the playoffs, but you never win. You need some win now players. And I don't know, in super flex leagues, like is Geno Smith going to be that QB two that, you know, could potentially be the guy who helps you helps you like i'm not saying he's gonna be like the elite guy but you know he showed us what he could do last year um uh, i could potentially see myself depending on my roster construction grabbing geno smith and something else right it wouldn't just be like i'm sure i could convince someone oh yeah give me geno smith plus something for trey lance yeah you know uh i you know i think more concerning like you said other than his injury is what are the 49ers gonna do and does he end up getting traded? And if he gets traded, you know, who does he end up going to? You know, we haven't seen a lot of Trey Lance either on the field. You know, I've been, as Steve knows, I've been kind of out on him. So if I'm looking to compete now, I'd be fine, you know, trading Trey Lance away and getting uh, any of these guys in return. So you are talking to a former Trey Lance uh, owner who drafted him in the first round, felt was very high on him and probably as of, what was it, Joe? Two days ago, I finally yeah. traded him away. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do it. I had some attachment issues. I didn't know whether to keep him or not, but I ended up trading him away. Uh, I would trade him away. That's what I would tell you. I, at this point, you know, I, I think Lance could be a really good player, but the problem is there's been so much mixed signals from that front 49ers front office. I want Lance out of San Francisco. I know that he has a great supporting cast there, and he would do really well if he was the guy. But you got Purdy. Now you got the buzz on Darnold. At this point, I viewed Lance as a sunk cost. And honestly, I'm actually surprised you can still get this value from Trey Lance. So to me, like, this is where the buck stops. Like, if you want to get something for Trey Lance, like, this is the time. If you wait till after next season, I don't know. I think your shot might be gone. Unless he gets traded somewhere, he goes somewhere else, and then, you know, the appeal gets back up again. But, you know, like you said, like, I mean, Geno Smith, I want to say he was, like, a top-five quarterback last year, which no one saw. You know, they got Jackson Smith and Jigma now on top of already having Lockett and DK Metcalf. So, to me, it's like, okay, you get a guy like that who can help you compete. Cooper, I think, you know, he was a wide receiver one, probably will be again this year. And then a lot of intrigue with Rashad White and Zach Charbonnet. Uh, you know, the rookie with Charbonnet, you know, yes, he has to contend with Kenneth Walker. But, yeah, I would trade away Trey Lance at this point. Michael Thomas has dealt with injuries since 2020 and hasn't been able to stay on the field. Most recently, he suffered a dislocated toe, which ended his season. He'll be 30 years old this season and has dealt with nagging ankle injuries. Based on key trade cut values for Superflex leagues, a fair value for Michael Thomas would be quarterback Ryan Tannehill, wide receiver Michael Gallup, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, and tight end Luke Schoenmacher. So, Vic, how concerned are you with Thomas for recovery from these injuries? And based on those values, would you trade for or trade away wide receiver Michael Thomas? Uh, you know, when we talk about Michael Thomas, um, anyone who has seen anything I've said about it, or and not just me, a lot of the medical folks, you know, a couple of years ago, there was this really big divide, I think, between people who saw Michael Thomas, the player, the athleticism, his production, and the medical folks. The medical folks were just really worried. We were like, none of this sounds good at any age, let alone like someone who's getting closer to being on the wrong side of 30. Um, two years ago, even like before the fantasy football expo, they, they had like a, you know, a dynasty trade session. And I remember going up and talking to the folks after, and I was like, man, I don't know. I'm not excited for Michael Thomas. I'm really worried from an injury standpoint, if he can ever get back to the production 
he he's had and you all expect him to do because we do that all the time right maybe it's the madden culture we all like our our players get injured in madden and then they come back and they performed exactly like they used to because injuries don't like actually matter they're just like oh you're injured you're out a week nine week ninth week you're back and you're great um so for two years i've been saying man i like and i don't roster michael thomas anywhere to be honest with you i just was like i don't think the injury stuff is is good news at all for him so this might surprise you, but I would trade Michael Thomas for any of these people because here is what I think. I would trade for Michael Thomas, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I just don't see Curtis Samuel or Luke or like, you know, Michael Gallup potentially as being these league winner players. Um, and this is all buzz and pure hype. Um, but he has finally had enough time to potentially recover. And even if he is a shell of himself, my question is, would I take a 75% effective Michael Thomas with what Derek Carr throwing the ball? Um, would I take that over Tannehill, Gallup, Samuel, or Luke McCarron? And the answer is yes, I would, even at 75% effectiveness, which I think is where he might be at maybe worst potentially. Um, I think that the guy has, you know, this was like what, a top two wide receiver for how many years, like in a row or top three for many, many years. I think that he is in a setup to where he has league winning potential for me. Um, and so I buy the upside in an attempt to win now with Michael Thomas, because none of these other folks are going to help me win now. Now, if I've decided that I am not contending at all, sure, you know, I could try to like trade him for someone else, but where in what world is this happening? Is anyone trying to get Michael Thomas these days or any day? I don't know. So weird answer. Um, but I think the, for the value you could get, since no one really seems to want him, I actually think that Michael Thomas might be a, a nice little, a nice little steal this year. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, you know, I tend to agree with you with these, uh, you know, his, his value for trading him away, you know, I don't really like it either. I guess if you're not contending, you know, maybe you trade him away for a guy like Schoonmacher or Gallup, but like you said, their, their upside just really isn't there. So it would be interesting, you know, uh, if he, like you said, if he's able to return from his injuries and be somewhat effective, he's got Derek Carr there now in New Orleans and, you know, the receiver room isn't that deep, so he really could thrive there with Carr as the quarterback. Um, I, you know, I think it makes sense. I think with these values, I might trade for him as well. I've been out on Michael Thomas for a long, long time. And I actually, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but like one of our first videos there, like week one or two, Michael Thomas had like, you know, two really great weeks. And I'm like, sell him now. You need to trade him away. He's going to get injured again. Get as much as you can. Well, he got injured, you know, dislocated his toe. Then he was done for the year. I actually was surprised how low. I actually thought that, you know, and Keep Trade Cut being a crowdsourcing platform, I actually thought that his value would be a lot higher. But I guess, like, everybody must be out on him because if you look at these values, we're not talking a lot here. So, like, I'm with you guys. Like, at this point, like, even though I don't like him, if I only have to give up Michael Gallup to be able to get him, then sure, why not? I mean, like you said, he – he has that potential. I mean, he was the Justin Jefferson of, you know, four or five years ago until he just hit this cliff and then has not been able to stay on the field. So now it, there were draft picks here. If, if I could get some sort of draft capital for him, you know, uh, maybe like a, a future second or something, I, I probably I, I don't really. I'm not that optimistic about him. So I, I'm not like if someone was really wanting him, I probably would be willing to trade him away. But for these values, I, I certainly would trade for him. 
Tua Tagovailoa suffered multiple concussions last season, causing him to miss multiple games and the playoffs. The league has put a stronger emphasis on concussions, and in recent comments, Tua even mentioned the possibility of retirement with his family, but opted to continue to play. The Dolphins recently accepted his fifth-year option, and he's currently 25 years old. Based on keep trade cut values for Superflex leagues, a fair value for Tua would be quarterback Dak Prescott, running back Kenneth Walker, wide receiver Cooper Cup, or a 2024 mid-first. Based on so, Vig, how concerned are you with Tua's recovery from these concussions? And based on those values, would you trade for or trade away quarterback Tua Tagovailoa? Uh, these values are ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to take a step back injury standpoint. I don't care. Like these are concussions. I think he's going to be fine. Um, the league, like you said, has better emphasis on it. The team's going to try to protect him. Um, I'm not worried from an injury standpoint. I think Tua is going to be Tua. I'm not saying he's going to be like the number one quarterback or like the number 24. You're going to get what you're going to get with Tua Tungavailoa. But what that is, is you're going to get a guy who's throwing the ball to Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill, right? Like the number two and number seven PPR wide receivers. Folks who still ended up number two or number seven, even when Tua was out and they were getting ball like the ball thrown in them by second string and third string quarterbacks. So Tua's value, I think, really comes from the fact that he has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle's fantasy production baked in to what he's doing. And that doesn't even count like whatever, you know, like whatever they do with a tight end standpoint, or like do they start throwing the throwing the ball to their running backs a little bit? Um, so I think that this this is ridiculous value. I would gladly grab Tua. If I had to give up Dak Prescott and, and this is super flex, right? Or Kenneth Walker, who now like post draft, Kenneth Walker is not in a, the greatest of, of running back rooms. Cooper cup, you know, this one's interesting. Cooper cup is someone I'd want in a win now team for this year or next potentially. Um, I don't know that Cooper cup's going to be the same person we had, um, you know, a couple years ago from the super bowl season um, or even a two. I mean, the tw- everyone's talking about the 2024 draft class and you have a mid first, but like who knows what that mid first does end up going to be. I don't want to gamble that much. Tua is a young quarterback who has great wide receivers tied to him for at least two to three years. He has easy, easy, easy QB one potential. If he plays the whole year, um, concussions are freak accidents. It's not like a, it's like going to happen again and again, sort of thing. It's not like, Oh, you know, I, I, I repeatedly injure my right ankle. It's going to happen again. This is not one of those things. Uh, so I would gladly, pick up to a tongue of Iloa anywhere that I can. If these are the actual values that if, if this is all I have to trade away to get him, I would gladly do it. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you. I think I'd be based on these values. I think it'd be trading for him as well. You know, Cooper cups, one interesting guy, but you know, this easily could be the last year we see Stafford and cup with the Rams. Well, at least Stafford anyways, throwing him the ball with the Rams and then, you know, is it Stetson Ben? Is it going to be somebody else? So, I mean, there's a lot of question marks there. And I think Tua, you know, could be could be okay with the concussions. I hear that he's learning how to fall so that when he does fall backwards, he's not snapping his head back. He's been working on strengthening his neck as well. So, yeah, I think based on these values, I'd be trading for Tua. I, I think he'll uh, return and be fine this year. Wow, I got to say, I'm a little surprised, Big. I, I thought for sure you were going to be like, stay away from him. I, I, to me, I guess maybe I'm caught up in like the media hysteria when it comes to like everyone and they're like, oh, concussions, concussions in the NFL. But like, is he not like one concussion away from like being done? Or is that just the media, you know, being the media? I mean, I think that's the media being the media. Uh, like, 
there are folks who've had way more concussions than Tua Tungavailoa and continue to play and were always in the league because the league just didn't care as much or they whatever that is. I don't know all the details behind it. I saw the movie, but what does it actually mean? You know, I just think that um, the, the team knows that the spotlight's on them. They're going to do everything possible. There's like a new helmet for quarterbacks. It's supposed to help things even more. I just think that um, if you anticipate that Tua as a starting quarterback, he if he's going to play the majority of the games, um, and we have no reason to suspect that the Dolphins are not going to want to start him every single game. Um, it's just he's still throwing the ball to incredibly, incredibly talented wide receivers. And they are both projected to be like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are still projected to be both top 15 wide receivers by practically everyone. And if they're going to be top 15 each, the guy throwing them the football has to be like a top 12 sort of producer. And I just don't think, I don't know that Dak Prescott guarantees me a QB one role. I know Kenneth Walker um, was great and huge fan of the guy. His situation just got really murky after the draft. Um, I just feel like if I, if this is all I have to give up, in fact, if I'm giving up Kenneth Walker, the way things are with Tua, I'm sure I could get Tua plus something else. Um, and if it was pre-draft, I could have really gotten way more. So I, I hear you. I, an, an older version of me would have said, I don't know about Tua. I've never been a huge fan of him from a from like it's just a leading a team to a Super Bowl. But from a fantasy standpoint, I think Tua certainly has incredible ceiling. Wow. I, I was not expecting that. And and honestly, you're 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 swaying me right now because I would I was gonna say I was gonna trade him away. I he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He came in with that hip injury that people were concerned about, played 10 games in 2020, 10 games in 20 or 13 games in 2021, and then 13 games in 2022. We know Tyree Kills says he wants to retire in 2025. I don't know if I could get Dak Prescott plus Dak's. I think going to be the quarterback in Dallas for a long time. He's got CD lamb, got Brandon cooks for this year, or at least a little, for the short term. I don't know. I think I might be interested in taking Dak Prescott plus or reset the quarterback clock, get a 2024 first next year. And, you know, hopefully somehow, some way, you know, maybe I can package to get a Caleb Williams. Uh, or, you know, a lot of people like that you know, Drake may, uh, you know, maybe I just hit the reset button, but that that's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I at this point I would trade him away, but I might after why after hearing what you have to say, I might have to reconsider. Yeah, I think the one thing with that though, Steve. I mean, even if you get those guys, you know, in the next year's draft, you, you don't know what those guys are going to turn yeah. into. I mean, we've been seeing what Tua has been capable on the field with the weapons in Miami. You know, if he stays healthy, he's still only twenty five. They picked up his fifth year option. They seem to Miami seems to believe in keeping him there, so. You know, I don't know. It's kind of risky with those other guys you'd potentially draft in 2024. Wow. I guess the media has just scared me, so I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're designed to do, and it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Pollard suffered a broken fibula and a high ankle sprain during the playoff game against the 49ers. There's been a lot of buzz surrounding Pollard this season after the Cowboys released running back Ezekiel Elliott. Based on keep trade cut values for Superflex leagues, a fair value for Tony Pollard would be quarterback Daniel Jones, running back Josh Jacobs, running back Najee Harris, or wide receiver Jordan Addison. So, Vic, how concerned are you with Pollard's recovery from these injuries? And based on those values, would you trade for or trade away running back Tony Pollard? Well, this is a good question. So from an injury standpoint, I'm really not worried at all. Um, uh, part of the reason is because of the nature of the injury. Again, this is very similar to my own injury. Um, mine was a little worse and I am no elite athlete and I came back better than I was before just because I was finally doing like better rehab and conditioning. Um, this guy has access to elite everything. 
Um, and he is himself, of course, very early. We've seen what a healthy Tony Pollard can do. But here's why I'm like really high on him. The Cowboys, uh, they they are giving this guy 10 million in guaranteed money, right? This whole franchise franchise tag business. Um, they like cut Ezekiel Elliott. Like you don't do that without having the confidence from an injury standpoint that the dude is fine. Like you just don't do that with a running back with a bad injury. Um, and it's not that bad an injury. And he's, I think he's going to be just fine. The value equation, that's going to be a little different. You know, um, running backs are tough to value sometimes because they're always just an injury away from like completely falling off the cliff, right? Like who had Josh Jacobs as the, one of the leads? And was he the, he was the leading rusher last year, right? Who had him as the league rush, leading rusher? Um, and a lot of that was because of other injuries, right? Like folks can't, were out or couldn't play. And so, and Josh did well not to take, you know, not to discredit him at all. And Najee Harris was someone who everyone thought was going to do really well and sort of like didn't quite have the year that you expected him to. So, um, it's really, really hard to know where this value is going to be. Um, but I think that if people are worried about Tony Pollard's injury and are willing to trade him away, I would trade for him. Uh, I don't know that Daniel Jones is really going to, I know they've tried to give him more weapons up there in New York. I don't know that he's going to be um, that fantastic. Maybe like a QB two overall, which could, could be great value, you know, um, in terms of a super flex league, if you don't have other quarterbacks, uh, but Josh Jacobs, he isn't a run first offense out there. Uh, I don't know if he's going to replicate what he did last year. There's a new quarterback situation, of course, uh, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's a, some unknowns there. But I think Josh Jacobs is someone that if I think I would take Josh Jacobs over Pollard. Um, I think I would take Pollard over Najee Harris, which sounds sort of weird, right? Both sort of young running backs. Uh, but I just Tony Pollard, when he's healthy, which I think he will be, um, is just such an incredible football player. And I just have been very uneasy with the Steelers over the last, over the last couple of years and seeing what they're doing and from a fantasy standpoint. So um, it's a bit tough. And again, it all depends on roster construction, but I really think that Pollard is a great sort of buy low. If people are truly worried about his injury, which it's hard to say every league is a little different, but it does seem like some people are pretty worried about his injury recovery. Yeah. You know, I think that's fair. I would personally, I would trade, uh, for Tony, Tony Pollard with the first two guys, Daniel Jones and Josh Jacobs. But then, um, you know, I think I'd trade Pollard away to get Najee Harris or Jordan Addison. Interesting. Yeah, for me, I would trade away Tony Pollard in a heartbeat. I am not on the Tony Pollard hype train. I know what you're saying, Dig. They cut Zeke. Everything looks like he should handle the load. The injury shouldn't be a problem, which that's good. That's good information. I'm going to, I'm going to store that in and know that for going forward, but you know, he's never had over 200 rushing attempts. I'm concerned about that. I don't know uh, if, if he will, especially coming off the injury. I think I would think that maybe you, you could dispute this, but I think they may ease him in. They may not give him 20, 25 carries as of week one, even though, you know, as we've been talking about, Joe, Mike McCarthy wants to run the football. I need to see it to believe it first when it comes to Mike McCarthy's offensive philosophy. But I'm I'm big on Najee Harris. You know, there's not often that when it comes from volume, that's what we want in running backs. We want volume. And Najee Harris has that running back backfield on lockdown. So does Josh Jacobs. You could say the same thing with Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard is 26 years old. I'd say usually around that 27, 20 years old, that's when running backs start to hit the cliff. And he's only on the franchise tag. 
if the Cowboys, you know, want to use him this year and be like, hey, thanks for your service. See you later. Where does he go from there? At least with Najee Harris, I know that he's got, you know, most likely two more years, if not a fifth-year option year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I definitely would take Najee Harris over Pollard and Jordan Addison as well. I think he's got a lot of potential being across the, with Justin Jefferson. I get to reset the wide receiver clock with him being a rookie. I would take Jacobs over him. I just, I mean, they're they're probably close, but I'd like the performance. Uh, but I would take Pollard over Daniel Jones. But from for three out of four of these guys, I, I would trade away Pollard. All right, so lastly, we have quarterback Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray suffered a torn ACL, and he also tore his meniscus. The surgery was completed in January. There's much speculation if Kyler Murray even plays in the 2023 season. Based on keep trade cut values and super flex leagues, a fair value for Kyler Murray would be quarterback C.J. Stroud, quarterback Deshaun Watson, running back Jameer Gibbs, or wide receiver T. Higgins. So, Vig, how concerned are you with Kyler's recovery from these injuries? And based on those values, would you trade for or trade away quarterback Kyler Murray? Yeah, I think, you know, big picture, um, we talk about ACL injuries not being as important for quarterbacks as it is for running backs. And I think that holds true. We haven't talked a lot about the meniscus. The meniscus is actually more important than people think. Um, the menis- the menisci, I guess, you know, you have two of them on each side, the lateral and medial meniscus help really stabilize the knee in a, or right, rather not stabilize. They're like the shock absorbers for the knee. We should say the, the ligaments help stabilize, but those are the shock absorbers. Um, and, and, you know, college is a pretty mobile quarterback. Here's the reason I'm not worried about the injury per se. Um, because I think that the Cardinals are not expecting him to be a factor this year. Maybe they ease him in towards the end, get him some game time. But like the Cardinals are not favored to win a single game next year. They are the underdog in every single game. Like Vegas, right now, Vegas is predicting the Cardinals to pretty much lose every single game. Um, and so the team knows that they don't they don't have a great team. They know they're not contending this year. So do they like rush Kyler? No, I think that they really let Kyler recover as much as possible um you know reports coming out of the their camp is that he's he's recovering sort of well we've seen him do he's been squatting and stuff like 13 weeks out from the injury um so i just think the team takes it easy on him so i think the challenge is like what to as to what you know what do you do with kyler murray uh it really depends expect him to be a non-factor for 2023 he may come in and play a few games for you later but like he's probably going to ride the bench or the ir for me if i have him rostered so the question really becomes 2024 do I think Kyler Murray could be a top 12 quarterback in 2024? That is really hard to predict that far in the future, but we know he has the tools and the skill set to be a QB one. I mean, prior to this, in like a couple years ago, they were saying he was going to be the QB one. And so I think that from a, from an overall like value standpoint, I just, he's a wash for this season. If I have him and I could get something really great, that's fine. If I'm like in win now mode, I trade away Kyler Murray. No question. I think I like T Higgins. Um, I want to say I like the idea of Jameer Gibbs, CJ Stroud as a, as a first year rookie quarterback, you know, it's, it's a bit of a challenge to know what's going to happen. I might actually just keep Kyler. Like if I'm win now, I don't want Stroud. Um, So it's really hard to say again, depends on like roster construction, but as long as you know that Kyler is going to be, in my opinion, a non-factor for this year, um, I I'm fine with keeping him. Yeah. That's interesting. And always, you know, planning on him being a non-factor this year. Um, you know, I've, I've really been out on Kyler. I'm not the biggest fan of his. And even if he comes back in 2024, I still don't really know what weapons he's going to have to throw to. So I'm honestly comfortable just moving on for him and trading him away for 
any of these guys with with the values that keep trade cut has. Yeah, interestingly enough, they get to be share our injury history. I also tore my ACL, didn't, and partially tore my meniscus, not all of it. So I, I know what Kyler's going through. But <laughs> when it comes to Kyler, here's what I'm concerned about. And maybe, again, you may debunk this. But he his fantasy production, a lot of it relies on his running ability. So, you know, as he gets as he ages, you know, he's probably not going to be doing that as much. But if you look over the past few years, in 2019, he had 93 attempts. 2020, he had 133 attempts, which, you know, I think was his best season. 2021, 88 attempts. And then 2022, 67 attempts, but he only he played less games due to the injury. So I'm concerned about Kyler Murray moving forward. DeAndre Hopkins most likely is going to be off the team. So I would definitely trade him away. I know probably people don't really want Watson because of the off the field stuff. And it's kind of icky, but I still think that, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I think Watson should, he's got a decent supporting cast now around him. I think, you know, he should, you know, perform like he, or at least close to what he was before in Houston. So I would definitely trade away Murray for Watson, Gibbs and Higgins. Stroud's an interesting one. That's the one that I'm kind of waffling about. I, you know, when it comes to Stroud, I feel he's kind of a vanilla quarterback. You know, like yeah, he's he's got good accuracy, uh, but you know, is he going to be kind of like a Matt Ryan type? But you know, when it comes to fantasy production, like you know, is is T.J. Stroud really the type of guy that could be a league winner or a top five quarterback? I'm not sure. I, I might be inclined to hold on to Kyler Murray and then you know when because right now, I mean, I would say his value is probably the lowest it's ever been. So, you know, maybe once he gets healthy and he's about to start, maybe then I would trade him away. But for those other three, that's enticing. I would definitely move him away for for those guys. Yeah, and I think part of the problem here, in my mind at least, the reason why I said I'd keep him is like, I just don't see a world where any of these trades happen. Who is giving you Watson, Gibbs, or Higgins for Kyler Murray right now? Like, I know keep trade cut is supposed to be crowdsourced. I mean, it is crowdsourced, and it's supposed to be reasonable. And I think I, for this entire show... I think I've been thinking of what's like practical because do, do you, okay. I mean, do you all see this happening in any like war, dynasty league? Is there anyone who's giving away T Higgins, Jameer Gibbs for like Tyler Murray? <laughs> like no one's doing that. Right. Like everyone's talking about, he doesn't play this season or if he does, he like plays towards the end and they ease him in and like, just get him back to game speed a little bit. Like I just, I truly, I don't see these trades happening, which is probably why I said, I just keep him. but you're right. Like, I mean, Kyler Murray, um, I think so much of his value comes from his running ability. I don't think it'll be that hampered overall. I think, you know, he's going to run the same way any other like sort of aging quarterbacks tends to slow down with their, how much they rush the ball. But, um, and yeah, we have no idea what the weapons are going to be, but like the team is pretty invested in him and you know, the teams are still going to want to win. So I have a feeling like they'll try to build around him still, but I just don't see any of these trades happening in real life. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I want to say like in startup drafts, I can't say this for sure because I've been a part of a few, but I want to say Murray might have been taken before these other guys in like a type of a super flex startup draft. So, I mean, I, I, that's not necessarily like the best representation. Sure. But I, I think I'm with you. I think probably the Stroud one is the closest that you might mm-hmm. see someone do that trade, would you say? I, I, I think so, because you're right, because CJ Stroud is such an enigma. But honestly, I see people taking a chance on a, a rookie with super high draft capital over a guy coming off an injury who's not going to pay this year. So I actually, I, I don't know. Leagues, are, it's just, it's so hard to know what's actually going to happen because everyone values their players differently. And like, 
but I can see, I can see CJ Stroud actually being the toughest one to pull off because people have such a, like there's such ageism in dynasty, right? Like people hit 24, 25 and are like, Oh, they're old. And I'm like, man, I was 24, 25, like a decade ago. Uh, so, um, so it's really, really hard to say. I actually, when I was going through this, I was like, CJ Stroud might be the, the toughest one to give up. Cause I don't know who's mm-hmm. giving him up. Cause someone just, I mean, if someone drafted him, they just used like a top three pick to grab him in their rookie draft. Right. So like, do you trade Kyler Murray for a 101, 102, 103? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. I think that's a fair point. And, you know, if you're, I, I don't see anyone really trying to use those other guys that are on the board to acquire Murray either. You know, um, I think they would definitely be more so low bowling the current Kyler, <laughs> Kyler Murray owner <laughs> way more than those keep trade cut values are showing there. Yeah. I mean, I guess what my thought process is usually, uh, you know, position to position trading is typically, you know, easier than going, yeah. you know, cross position. So, uh, and then Watson, he, he's a weird one. I don't know. I, I don't know what people would do with him. I mean, he looked horrible, horrible last year. Um, you know, maybe with a full off season, you know, training camp, what have you, maybe he ends up, you know, performing better, but he's also a guy that, I mean, there's a huge commitment by the Browns, but you know, can he, can he turn around what we saw last year? So that concludes speed trading for players who suffered an injury last season and currently are in recovery. Before we sign off, Biggs, thanks for coming on again. Where can others find your great work? Oh, I don't know that there's much great work, but uh, just, you know, you could, uh, I just a pretend GM show. You can follow um, Alfredo Brown at the pretend GM uh, on Twitter, and you'll see a lot of my work with him. I'm, I'm Dr. Big on Twitter, and I'll talk about fantasy football. I don't post a lot specifically about it, but if you like will tag me and ask me questions, I am more than happy to answer and reply to any and all questions that you ask even though I don't post a ton really on that account since it's mostly like a doctor account um and yeah you can just follow football guys in general uh they do a lot of great work I think I'm happy to be a part of their team they they have content about all sorts of stuff too but uh any yeah follow us any of those places awesome well if you enjoyed this video we ask you to please uh, like it you can comment below with your trade requests and subscribe to our YouTube channel we also recently have joined Apple and Spotify podcasts you can follow us there as well Thank you so much for watching and until next time.